0: Say good morning, IFC. Welcome to church today. Man, if you're sitting on the ends, would you just slide in a little bit? There's an open seat if you're in the end cap, just so we can make room for those coming in late. If you wouldn't mind just sliding down. In the last couple of weeks, we are at capacity, and um, I'm pumped about it. That means people are coming to hear about Jesus. Thank you for being such great inviters of your friends and family. And for all of our guests today, if I haven't met you, my name is Josh. I'm one of the pastors here. And I would love... It's my cheering section right here. If I haven't had the opportunity to meet you or greet you, I'm going to be at the front door right afterwards. I'd love to find out about who brought you and how you found out about our church. And again, I just want to say, welcome, welcome home. Hey, we're in week three of a series called Generosity Speaks. And we're talking about physical generosity, us giving things away us being kind with our money, with our time, with our talent, and and I I pray that you catch the heart of this series. You know, sometimes when you preach on tithing, people clam up, like, oh man, he's talking about my money. I just want to remind you, it's not your money. It's not your money. God gave you that money, and he is going to ask you at the eternity, what'd you do with what I gave you? And so we're talking about how do we make an impact? With our generosity, what does generosity mean? Two weeks ago, we talked about tithing. We talked about as Christians, as Christ followers, it's our command that we honor God and we return the wealth that he's given us. We return our first fruits. 10% right off the top goes to God's house and, and, and he uses that to bless others that don't know about the gospel yet. And in return, what does he do? He blesses the other 90%. In fact, he says it this way, I'll pour out a blessing on you so big, you won't have room enough to hold on to it. You're going to have to find places to stash it, give it away, sew it out. And, and I, pray that, um, I, I pray that you hear God's heart, not, not Josh's words. I don't need your money. The church doesn't need your money. This is a principle of kingdom living that God has provided for us that we get to get in on and be a part of. And I I want you to, I want to say right now, there's no arm twisting in this church or never has been, never will be. We sow because we want to, we honor because we get to, and we're generous because that's who we're called to be. Last week, Bishop Green was here, one of our overseers. If you missed that message, you can go back on, on our website or YouTube or social media. They post it all over. He brought a great word about the power of the Holy Spirit connected to our generosity. But today, I want to talk about seed. Everybody say seed. I want to talk about the, the offerings. You know, we talked in week one about putting God first. We honor him with our tithe. Everybody say tithe 10% first fruits. And then after that, we have the opportunity, if we choose, to be generous. Now hear me go back for a second. Your tithing is not generous. It's honoring. It's, it's not generous. It's not generous when you return what someone gave you. I loaned Michael my snowblower. He returns it to me. That ain't him being generous. I gave Pastor Josh a snowblower. No, you didn't. I loaned that to you, man. I'm thankful, I'm thankful you gave it back to me. And now, guess what? I can trust him with more stuff. The tithe is honoring. Now today, I want to talk about seed, and that's the condition of the heart. That's over and above our 10%. I grew up in a house where, as you know, my parents were pastors, church planners, and and we'd get ready for church, they would dress us up. I feel dressed up today. I normally don't wear a sport coat, but we had baby dedication for a service, so I felt I look, need to look proper for the pictures Next week, I'm going to wear a hoodie and some J's or something just to show y'all this. We mix it up, but I just lost my train of thought. i going to church. As little kids, my parents made us dress up. We had church shoes, church jeans, church jacket. Sometimes we had church tie. And we had two things that we were responsible for to take to church with us as kids. Number one, my parents would say, do you have your Bible? Where are the days gone of people bringing their Bibles to church? Number two, got quiet right there. Number two, my parents would say, hey guys, do you have your seed? And what they were saying was, do you have something to put in the offering? I was raised in a house and it came from my grandparents to my parents that we as Roberts, we're just gonna be generous people. Outside the church, and inside the church. And so that was like a common thing. Like, hey, where's your seed? Do you have your seed? And as little guys, like my buddy Gabe here, we'd come in the way, and man, we had change in our pocket. We had a couple dollar bills in our pocket. My parents always wanted us sowing something every time the bucket went by because they believed in the power of sowing and reaping. Amen. I'm so grateful at 47 years old that my parents put this principle that I'm gonna teach you today in me as a young person. It's carried me through so many crazy seasons and I've received so much more from God than I ever could have expected. Everybody say seed. 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 Genesis 8 says, as long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, night and day will never cease. Let me pray for you. Lord, I thank you that your people have ears to hear, hearts to receive your word, not mine that they would catch the spirit of what it means to be generous. And Lord, that they would understand this principle of when they sow something, there's a harvest coming. Not maybe, not possibly, it's coming. Because you're faithful to your word. Lord, I declare your word placed in our hearts sprouts and grows today. It changes us from the inside out And that from this day forward, our generosity will speak of the goodness of your love for us and for everybody around us in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Seed time and harvest. As long as the earth remains, seed time. Everybody say seed time. And harvest. I find it interesting because in this story, this is God talking to Noah right after he just wiped the earth clean. If you, if you grew up in Sunday school like I did, you know the story about Noah's Ark and they loaded the animals in there and God could only find one family that had their hearts tuned to him and he rescued them and then he flooded the earth. He said, let's start over. Let's do this again the right way. And so this is right after the ark is opened and they found dry land. It says that God said, hey, let me make a promise to you. As long as this earth remains, seed time and harvest Winter, spring, summer, fall, day and night will never cease. This was a promise that he gave to Noah and it still applies to us this day. If you fast forward to the book of Mark chapter four, we find Jesus teaching on the parable of growing seed. Everybody say seed. He said to the crowd, this is what the kingdom of God is like. You ever wonder what the kingdom of God looks like? Or if he could paint a picture or show you a picture of what it looks like, this is the words he chose to display what God's kingdom and what people that live in his kingdom should operate by. The kingdom of God is like a man or a woman who scatters seed on the ground night and day. Whether he or she sleeps or gets up, that seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain. First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, the man puts in the sickle because harvest has come. Listen to this right here at the beginning of the message. Your life as a Christian, as a Christ follower, is built and developed on the principle of sowing seed. Some of you say, I don't believe that. You don't have to believe it. It just won't work for you. I didn't write this in my notes today because I didn't have time to give you these scriptures. But for all the naysayers that would say, this doesn't work, go look at Mark chapter four and begin in the first part of it. He talks about the sower sowing the word. And then he says that his word will go forth across the earth and it will fall on four types of soil, four different people's hearts. He talks about hard soil, stony soil, which is no root depth. There's no room for it to, to grow deep. He talked about the sun scorching it because the rocks don't have room to provide soil. He talks about birds that would come and pick the soil out, pick the seeds out. He talks about seed that's sown on the wayside. And then he talks about the soil that's good soil. When we come to church and we receive God's word, we have the opportunity to receive it in whatever capacity we want. We can put on the hard facade and say, I don't know if I could believe that. And I could tell you this as your pastor, the word will not work for you. Nobody likes to shout there, but it's just a reality. If you don't believe it, it won't happen for you. Here's the second thing that happens. The word says, it says the word was sown and birds came to pick it out. You're going to leave here and get in your car and the enemy's going to start giving you thoughts. Or you're going to tell somebody about the message and they're going to pick it apart just like birds come and pick seed out of the soil. For some of us, we've surrounded ourselves with people who are what I call negative Nancys, Debbie Downers. They don't have anything good to say about anything. And when you share with them about the message that you hear today, even though it grips your heart, the weeds of those relationships will choke it out. But my prayer is that today as this word goes forward, that you would have an open heart with good soil and receive it. Apply the principle to your life and watch. Not because I said it, but because God said it. Watch as long as this earth remains if you plant something, you can reap something. If you sow something, something's coming back to you. Do you believe that? Yes. The truth is, is your words are seeds. Your actions are seeds. Your thoughts are actually seeds. Every bit of our life can be boiled down to a seed I grew up in a house where when we started talking trash to each other, like my brother and sisters, we'd be arguing and and we'd be yelling at each other. Or I would be doing something with my friends and I would be saying something negative or maybe even just simply complaining with my mouth to my parents. My dad was the verbal police in our house. Always correcting us on what we were saying. I would say, man, nobody's nice to me. I, I mean, I was at a brand new school, showed up and nobody was nice to me. And he'd say, well, you can have what you say. Yep. And I'd be like, shut up. <laughs> you know, that's, 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 that's what I'm talking about. Like, nobody likes me. And I would use my words to paint a picture of doom and gloom. And my dad would say, what you say is headed your way. That's right. Your words are seeds. You know, your actions are seeds. You know, when you're rude in traffic and you cut people off, guess what? You sow that, you reap that. When you wedge yourself into traffic and you tell the guy that's trying to honk at you that he's number one, guess what? You will reap that on the highway. You'll reap that in the carpool line. You'll reap it at the grocery store. Ask me how I know. (laughs) You know what? I don't have road rage anymore because right now I believe that I'm sowing seeds to keep idiots away from me in traffic. I pray this prayer every time I get on my motorcycle, Lord, I thank you for your angels that go around me, They keep me safe. So here's what I pray, keep the idiots away from me and keep me from being an idiot to them. You know what? I can't tell you the last time I was in a car accident. It's been decades since I've been in a car accident. What is it? I sow seeds with my words and the way I drive and guess what? People around me treat me the same way. Oh, what's special about you? It's because you're a pastor. No, I sow seeds. When I'm at TJ Maxx and there's 35 cars waiting for the same spot, I wave the mom on with the minivan with six kids and you can have it and I drive and I park in the back lot. And my kid's like, why'd you give that spot up? It was right up front. I said, I'm sowing seeds. Now Some of you are looking at me like I'm stupid. But ask my family, everywhere we go, we get special parking all the time. Like it's just like supernatural. We drive around the parking lot and then all of a sudden we pull down the aisle that we've driven down 15 times and here comes someone right out the front backing out and I get to pull right in and I say, that's the favor of God on my life because I sow those seeds. Yes. Every part of our life, kindness. Your neighbor comes over and says, hey man, can I borrow your, can I borrow your lawnmower? Ours, doesn't, ours is broken. Get your own lawnmower, man. People talk like that they treat each other like they're, they're disrespectful when they need something. I'm going to tell you, so those kinds of words and those kind of actions, guess what? When you need something, people are going to lock their doors too. They're going to hide their stuff. Our lives are based upon the principles of seed time and harvest. So let me ask you this, what kind of life do you want to have? What kind of life do you want to have? What kind of seeds are you sowing? Because you sow the seed and it comes back in the same shape. You know, a few years ago, we, we had a, a garden at our house and, and, and we grew peppers and we grew uh, tomatoes and we grew cucumbers and zucchinis. And guess what? I planted some of these sweet pepper seeds. I kept some because I'm going to plant them again in the spring every year. I take seeds and I keep them. You know, you get smart as a farmer. You ain't got to go to Home Depot every year and get seeds. Every time there's a harvest, guess what? There's more seed. Oh, I wish you'd hear this right now. Every time you sow a seed, it produces a harvest, and you don't have to find the seed for the next seed. It comes in the harvest. I kept these sweet pepper seeds, and here's what you need to know about these sweet peppers. How many of you like sweet peppers? When I plant these sweet peppers, these will produce sweet peppers, not hot peppers. How do you know? Well, it's the sweet pepper seed. And so when I put the sweet pepper seed in the ground and it grows up, I don't get freaked out when sweet peppers pop up. Yes. And guess what? When I, when I plant these apple seeds this spring, which I'm gonna do, but put them in my yard. I want a bunch of apple trees, I saved them. And guess what? When I plant these apple seeds, I'm not worried that I'm gonna grow orange trees. Yeah, that's right. yeah. Like it's not even a concern. Well, Pastor, you don't know. I mean, those seeds, I mean, they might, you know, they might be cross pollinated No, 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 these, these are apple seeds. I pulled these out of the gala apples. Y'all go apple picking in other places? I went there, picked their apples, ate their apples, and kept their seeds. Next year, three years, we're going to have apple picking in my own backyard. I ain't got to go give my money to Parley Farms. We like Parley Farms. Let Let me say this to you. Seeds produce after their own kind. When you sow seeds in any capacity in your life, it shouldn't be a question of what kind of seed's gonna come back, what kind of harvest is gonna come back, what kind of seed did you sow determines the harvest you reap. So let me ask you, if our life is built of seed, time, and harvest, what kind of harvest do you want in your life? What kind of harvest do you want? What kind of life do you want for your wife and your kids? What kind of business do you want? What kind of neighbor do you want to be? Sow seeds according to what you want, and that's what you'll reap. The truth is, is we now as believers connected to God the Father, we can have whatever we can find in His Word. So if you can find the seeds of His Word, plant them with your mouth in the soil of your life, guess what? You can live your best life every day. You can have the future that you see in your heart. How? How? You take God's word and you plant it in your heart and then you spit it out of your mouth and you sow it into the environment and you continue to say it and say it and believe it and believe it. Sooner than later, guess what? You'll walk around and man, my life looks different than it did three years ago. Man, my marriage looks different than it did six months ago. My kids aren't crazy like they were last week. What is it? We've sown seeds for the future that we see based on the word of God. Now here's the flip of that. Don't get mad at me. But look at your life right now. What you have, who you are, where you go, what you do, the peace, the prosperity, the wisdom, the confusion, whatever you have right now is a product of seeds that you sowed in the past or seeds that you didn't sow at all and you hoard it up for yourself. He said as long as the earth remains seed time, and harvest. Some of us in this season, and I'm one of them, man, I'm thriving right now in my walk with the Lord, in my walk is the call of God on my life and what he's called me to do because I realize I've got to be intentional to sow seeds of greatness if I want to live a great life. If I want my kids to produce something amazing with life, I sow seeds with my words over their Friends, over their influences, over their minds, over their hearts, that they would be protected and sheltered from all the nasty seed that's trying to be planted in my kids' ears and my eyes when they got their iPads open. Our lives right now are a product of yesterday's seed, last week's seed sowing, or last week's neglect to sow, or last year's neglect to sow. The kingdom of God in all capacities is based off the principles of sowing and reaping. Proverbs eleven twenty four 24 says it this way. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy, everybody say stingy. Man, that gets smaller and smaller. For the one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others is helped. What's he saying? You want to live a small life with a little impact? Keep your stuff to yourself and store it away so nobody knows you got it. Be stingy, but man, if you want to make an impact and you want your worldview to expand and you want to have favor in multiple areas of your life, guess what? Sow a little bit more seed than you did last time. Sow a little bit more seed in this season than you did last season. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The truth is, is I believe that it takes seed to promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, let's talk about seed now being money. Everybody say money. money. Don't freak out. Everybody comes from marriage counseling. Nobody comes from financial counseling. Everybody comes to talk about their crazy kids, but when you say the word money, everybody freaking locks up. Like, they start freaking out in their mind like, ah, oh, it's my stuff. Stay away. Listen, I'm one of those guys that, man, I want God in every area of my life. Not just my marriage, not just my kids, not just in my mental health, not just in my physical health, but in my physical well-being. I wish somebody helped me today. It takes money, and it takes seed to promote the gospel. It takes seed, everybody say seed, to send missionaries around the world. It took seed to plant these churches and send these missionaries to Chad Africa through JC and through Living Word. Guess what? Your seed went around the globe, and guess what? There's hundreds of people that have made Jesus Christ the Lord of their life in a desolate area. It takes seed. It takes seed to plant more churches right here in New England and around the world. It takes seed to invest the gospel into this next generation. A couple of years ago, we were running out of space. Y'all have too many babies. And we were running out of space, and the, the, the classrooms were maxed out, and we didn't have room. And because of your seed, everybody says, My seed. Man, we took over an old prayer room upstairs and we gutted it in just a matter of a few weeks. We built a brand new classroom called Newbies for six weeks to 12 weeks or whatever, six weeks to I don't know what it is 18 eight. Come on. 18 months. Right to 18 months, the littlest of our babies, guess what? We have room for them now. Yes. Because your seed made room for us to bless those babies. Guess what? That first weekend we opened that classroom, it was packed to capacity. And in a few weeks, I'm going to ask you to sow some more seed into the future generations of the 10 babies that we just dedicated in our first service. It takes seed to make sure the gospel gets invested into the next generation. It takes seed. It takes seed. Everybody say seed. Seed. To take care of the needy and those that are less fortunate than us. This Saturday through Olive and July, our great friends, we partner with them. We're gonna sow 250 Thanksgiving dinners because this generous church, because of your generosity, we're sowing seed into the city of Lawrence, and somebody's gonna have some mashed potatoes because you sowed a seed. Somebody gotta have some cranberry stuffing, some some mashed potatoes stuffing. How about some turkey? Listen to me, it takes seed to fill somebody's belly. JC, who are we working with over there that's providing the, me, me, the meals overseas? Feed the, feed the hungry. We have partnership with Feed the Hungry. They're feeding babies and children right now in Africa. 7,622 kids. Wow. 7,622 kids. That your seed. I wish you would hear is, is providing meals for them. And guess what? As we feed them now, we get to tell them about Jesus. Yes. The living water, the bread that never ends. It takes seed to start ministries, to expand what we're doing here, so we can have a further reach. It takes seed. It takes seed to come alongside and partner with people groups that are going through war zones right now. This morning, your seed, because of your generosity, we're ministering to little kids whose parents were murdered. In this conflict between the Palestinians and Israel, your seed is bringing families back together that were separated. It takes seed for us to send money to Haiti when they had the earthquake. It takes seed when there's a natural catastrophe. Everything that we do, guess what? It starts with a seed. So the seed we have, we give it knowing that it's a seed and it's gonna come back to us. Our seed has unlimited power. So as a church, listen, and as individuals, as business owners, as employees, we have to get our mindset adjusted on what it means to be generous and a clear understanding that in God's kingdom, everything is built and maintained, starting with a seed later turns into a harvest. I want to give you three points, things that I know about seed that I've experienced in my life. And they're super simple. Get your phone out. Get your iPad out. Take notes here. Here's the first thing that I know about sowing seed into God's kingdom. Number one, if God knows he can get money through us, he'll get money to us. I'll say it again for all the people in the back. If he knows that he can get the money through you, he'll get money to you. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 says, a stingy planter gets a stingy crop. But a lavish planter gets a lavish crop. I want each of you to take plenty of time to think it over and make up your own mind what you will give. For this will protect you against sob stories and arm twisting. For God loves it when the giver delights in his giving. Let me ask you this do you delight when you get to give? When God tells you, give to that, give to them, give to this, do you get excited or do you say, like, Dad, come Lord, I was going to buy a boat with that money? We've been saving for that vacation for six years. You want us to give it now? It says that He's looking for people that in a moment when He says to sow it, guess what? He'll send it through you. A few years ago, we were living in North Andover, my wife and I, and it was during the, the North Andover Lawrence gas explosion where all these houses, our neighbor's house, I watched it burn up in flames. And because of that, it caused a lot of chaos in our neighborhoods, in our community. We were without power. We were without gas for quite some time. It was such an inconvenience. And what was even more of an inconvenience is when, when they sent the guys to fix my neighbor's yard, they drove a track hoe right through my beautiful garden, right through my beautiful yard, and they tore up all my beautiful grass that I had sown and maintained you can mess with a lot of stuff don't screw with my yard i love being in the yard i cut the grass i love it all edged i like it and i saw this guy driving this track track hole thing right through my yard and guess what he just ripped up all the dirt man all the grass and i'm out there running to tell him so i called like a nice pastor wood and i called the natural gas place i said hey hey um mr nice man I just called over here at this address and you guys just drove through my yard and tore up all my grass and ripped down all my beautiful hydrangeas. I'm going to need y'all to fix that. And he said, Mr. Roberts, we're so sorry. We're going we're gonna to do it. We'll take care of you. In just a couple of weeks, we're going to come out and we'll get you some new grass, sir. I said, really? He said, yes, sir. In two or three weeks, we're going to come on. We'll get you all new grass. We'll get fix your yard up. I was like, all right, we'll see. I'm skeptical. So are you, don't lie. You'd have been like, we'll see if they come. And, and I, I waited. I waited, and one day I saw this big old truck come. It looked like a gas truck, like this big container on the back. And I see this dude park his truck, and he gets out and he starts grabbing this hose. And he starts pulling out my yard. And I'm like, what's he doing with the hose? I'm looking out the window. I stepped down the front porch now. I'm mean mugging him right to say, like, what's he doing? He's like, I'm the I'm the guy that's gonna do the grass. I'm like, well, you don't need a hose, man. Where I'm from, we roll it out inside. I'm from down south. They bring it on a a pallet and they roll it out and they roll the turf out. He's like, no, 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 I got the grass. It's in the truck. I said, the grass is in the truck. He's like, yes, it's it's called hydro seed, dummy. He didn't say that, but that's the way he was telling me. And and I was like, hydro seed. He's like, yeah, just hold on. Just chill out, man. And he turned the hose on, and he started spraying this green seed all over my yard. And he starts spraying it, and he's spraying it. I'm watching him. I'm thinking, you don't know what he's doing. Where's the sod, man? He's spraying it, spraying it, spraying it, spraying it. And he stopped, and he's like, man, is, all you got to do now is just, just water it. I said, water what? <laughs> what is that stuff? He said, oh, man, it's seed that was in the tank, and we mix it with fertilizer and all these special ingredients, and I just sprayed your yard. Now, all you got to do is water the seed, and man, in a few months, you got beautiful grass. I said, Really? He said, yes, sir. I said, "Well, then come over here? And open my fence. I said, can you spray some of that over here? He said, sir, we didn't, we didn't bring the track in the back. I said, I'm not going to tell nobody. Come on, man, spray, <laughs> spray it over here. And, and he, he was kind. He said, okay. I said, shh. And I took him. I said, how much hose you got? He said, I got all kinds of hose. And he was spraying it all over my yard. Places that we didn't have grass planted, he was giving me grass. And then the grass where we had it, I said, can't you just double down and give me some more on top of a year? And man, he started just, he was so happy sowing that seed. He had so much hose. And the true story is a few weeks later, I was out there watering that stuff, and I could see it popping up. And guess what? That next spring, we had the most luscious yard you've ever seen. It was a double seed sown. Let me ask you this. If God knows he can trust you with it, don't you think he'll bring it through you? This, This is me and you. This is me and you. He's saying, I got the tank, I got it all. Everything you need stored up according to my riches and glory, not yours. And all you gotta do is hook your hose up to the kingdom and when I tell you where to spray it, if you'll be responsible to put it where it goes, guess what? Guess what? There's still stuff left in the hose. Now, I don't know about you, but how many of you run a hose? Like, you're a professional (laughs) hose person. I almost said hoser, but I ain't going to say that. How many of you run a hose before? Raise your hand. Come on, let me see. it. You've turned the hose on. You've used it. You know how it works. We're we're in the season right now. It's November. Where I come from, we don't put our hoses away because the weather doesn't change. But up here, we got to put our hoses away, right? Otherwise, they're going to split and break because the weather. Why? Why would they expand and break? Because there's water still in the hose. I don't know about you, but when I wrap my hose up at the end of each season, I wrap it up. And guess what? Man, there's all kinds of water coming out of here and water coming out of the other end. And by the time I come in the house, my wife's like, what are you doing? I was like, I was just trying to put the hose away. She's like, you're soaking wet. And I said, I know I didn't know all that water was still in the hose. When you're willing to be the hose and allow God to send his resources through you. Guess what? Every time you're done, there's more water in the hose that can meet your needs and cover your stuff. There's always residue. So if he knows he can get it through you, guess what? He'll get it to you. The question is, can he trust you with it? Can he trust you with it? Can he trust you to get it where it needs to be on time? Number two. Number two. If he can trust you with it, he'll bring it to you. Number two, sometimes what we have won't meet our need, and in that moment you need to consider maybe it's not for your need, maybe it's a seed. People tell me all the time, I don't have I don't have enough to sow. What do you have? What could you sow? Instead of trying to hold on to it because you think maybe one day it'll meet your need, turn it into a seed. Listen to this in 1 Kings 17. It says, Elijah was at the brook and it dried up because there was no rain. They were in a time of famine. And the word of the Lord came to him and said, go to Zarephath and stay there. I've directed a widow to supply you with food. So he obeyed and went to Zarephath. He got to the town gate and there was a widow gathering sticks and he called to her. He said, would you bring me a little water in a jar so I can have a drink? She went to get it and he called again. and Hey, can you bring me a piece of cake or a little piece of bread? And she said, as surely as the Lord lives, I I don't have any bread. I only have a handful of flour in a little jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I'm gathering these sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die like everybody else around us during this famine. Elijah said, don't be afraid. Go home and do as you've said, but first take a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me. And then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord God says. The jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. She went away and did as he said. And there was food every day. Everybody say every day. Every day. For Elijah and the woman and her family. For the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with what the Lord had spoken to Elijah. She said, man, can't you see? I'm just trying to meet my own needs and I, I ain't got enough for us. And here you are saying, give an offering. Sow a seed to missions. Help us build a new kid's classroom. Can't you see, man? I got a little flour, a little oil, these sticks. I'm gonna make one small fire. And then me and my boy are gonna lay down and die like everybody else in our land. And he says, before you do that, why don't you give me a little piece of that? Because I know somebody that can multiply it. You're seeing it as the little to meet your need. What I want to tell you is you got some powerful seed. So many people in this day and age have become greedy and stingy and they're holding on to everything they have. And I want to tell you that's not who you're called to be. God gave his son to begin the process of what generosity looks like. He gave his son and died on the cross so that you and I could be reconnected with him and that we could flourish in our life. Maybe what you have doesn't meet your need. I would take it to the Lord and say, hey, this is all I got, but I want to turn it into seed. I personally know several people that are what I would call uber wealthy. Uber wealthy means eight digits, tens of millions of dollars, cash. And when I ask them how'd you make their money, they said we started with a seed. What do you mean you started with the seed? They said, we were at church and we didn't have any money to give. And so we took and we popped a button off of our shirt because we had buttons on our shirt. And we put those buttons in the offering and said, Lord, this is all we got. And the next week, somebody came and brought us groceries. Another couple said they didn't have anything. They were, they were in a service like this and they took up an offering. and Hey, you need to sow your best seed. He said, we don't have nothing, no buttons they took the pin out of the back of the seat. They said, we're guests. They gave us these pins. And by faith, they sewed the pin in the offering. And now they write books that reach tens of millions of people around the world. It's just a perspective change. What we're worried about is what we don't have and what we need to see is what we do have. He was trying to say, your little bit of flour and your little bit of oil, you see it as a little, but man, in the hands of the Almighty, it could turn into a miracle, not just for you and me, but for your family, and day in, day out, until this drought ends. That's the power of a seed. The third thing that I know about seeds is this. If you want to sow, he'll get seed to you. If you have the desire to give and to be a generous person, he will find you out and he'll put seed in your hand. Second Chronicles, look at this, it says, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout his earth so that he, God, may support those whose heart is completely his. He's looking for people that have the same agenda as he does, which is souls, which is humanity, which is love and kindness and grace for those that don't know him. And for those that want to be an impact person, he'll bring seed and put it in your hand. He says it again in 2 Corinthians 9. Paul says, for God, everybody say God. God. Not your job, not your 401k. Listen to this. God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. What I know about God, and I say this firsthand because this is Stephanie and I, when we were broke, I wanted to sow. And our pastor got up and talked about an initiative at our church that, that we're gonna expand. And we didn't have nothing. And I said, Lord, if you'll bring me seed, we'll sow it. And that week, a friend of ours called and told Stephanie, hey, I got this birthday party we're doing for my daughter. Would you come and plan the event? I'll pay you $2,500. And I was like, what did he say? (laughs) A one-day event. If you'll come plan it, I'll pay you $2,500. The day of the event, I showed up to help, to help my wife who was overwhelmed. And he said, hey, I'll take that clap. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. He saw me there and he said, I'm not paying you to be here. I said, I'm just coming to help my wife. He said, no, no, no. I want want to help you. And at the end of the day, he gave her 25 and he gave me $1,000. Hold on, before you cheer, we we were broke. I got no money. I can't pay my rent. My car's in the shop. My teeth are rotting out of my head. We got bills piled up and all of a sudden we got $3,500. And you know what we were tempted to do? Pay our bills. Fix my teeth. Fix my truck. And that next week, we sat in the service, and the pastor got up and said, hey, purpose in your heart what you should give. Ask the Lord. And my wife leans over to me, gracious. She says, how much of that should we give? And I said, what are you talking about, Willis? Give it all. She said, we, we, give it all? We just got this money. I said, we told him if he would bring seed, we would sow it. And so it was hard, man. It's hard to unleash that money because we needed that we joined hands and we sowed in faith $3,500 that we needed. But because we asked him, he brought it and we were faithful. We sowed that seed and 12 months later, we were out of debt completely. I didn't owe anybody a dime. That seed produced 10 and 12 and 14 times over. And the next 12 months, it was just a little less than $100,000 came through our hands supernaturally to get out of debt. Did we have any money left over? No, but I didn't owe anybody. We prayed and asked him for seed and he gave it to us and we planted that seed and the rest is history. Here's what I know. If you'll ask him for seed, he'll give it to you. So let me ask you this. When was the last time you had a desire to sow? And did you ask him for seed? Because here's what I know about God. He's faithful. When we ask him, he gives. When we find it in his word, he gives. So let me ask you today, how many of you would like to be sowers? How many of you would like to be more generous in the season? Yes, amen. Like how many of you like if, what, what, what would happen, let me ask you, what would happen is if we collectively today asked the Lord for seed and we agreed to sow it? Yes. All of us. Like if we all agreed in prayer and said, Lord, give us seed and we all made an agreement to sow it, what would the Lord do in our lives and the life of our church? How many of you say, I could use some extra seed? Raise your hand. I want to know who I'm praying for. And you say, if you'll bring it to me, I'll sow it. Raise your hand if that's you. If it's not, don't put your hand up. I'm fine with that. Bow your heads. Let's pray. Let's do it right now. Father, we thank you Thank you that you're the giver of seed to the sower. Lord, you said you're looking for people that you could bring money through so you can get it to where it needs to go. And so Lord, as the pastor of this church, as the head of this house, I declare seed comes to our hands this week that we could sow so that somebody would know how awesome you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen amen now here's what I know about God in my life I don't know where your theology is or what you think about God but I believe he's omnipresent always has been always will be you believe that he's alpha and he's omega well when did he become no he's always been how long is he going to be around? Oh, he's always going to be here. So I know this, that when I pray prayers, he's already met the need. He was just waiting on me to request the seed. You believe that? I believe that. And I believe last week the Lord spoke to us. Actually, over the last couple weeks, we've been talking about this. I believe the Lord spoke to us as a staff to do something significant in the service. And that is that instead of receiving offerings, we should do a reverse offering. What's a reverse offering? I want to ask the ushers to come forward this time. And here's what I want to do. I want to give you some seed to sow. I want to be the answer to your prayer. We just prayed together, Lord, give us seed I wanna say this to you, I know how to be the answer to somebody's prayer. You know how to be the answer to somebody's prayer, even though you know you didn't pray, they didn't pray that prayer to you. I wanna do is I'll put seed in your hand, I'm gonna pass the buckets and here's what I want you to do. Take out an envelope and just hold it up in the air when you get it. I wanna sow seed into your hands that gives you the ability to sow this week, to experience this generosity that we're talking about. Once you've received it, just hold it up so I know who's got the seed. Don't open it. But here's what we did. We took seed that you sown into this house over the last few days, the last few weeks, the last few months, the last few years. And today we've decided to sow it back into you so you can consider this twice-sown seed. The faithful people that call this house their home and tithe This is their seed, and I'm putting it now in your hand. I'm going to wait just a minute, all the way in the back. You guys got seed back there? Let me see it waving at me. I'll give them just another minute. I don't know about y'all, but like at our house, we open presents one at a time, Christmas. And last week, my last year, my wife said, we're done with that. And it's just a free-for-all now. We just let the kids go in and they just ripped through everything. And it's like, it ended too quickly. We could have dragged this out for four hours. So hold on, we're not going to open this yet. You guys in the back, got your seat in the back? Pass those buckets. Just take one. Hey, don't take one for your husband that skipped church today. This is must be present to participate. Take it, hold it up right there. Now here's what we're going to do. I'm giving you seed. He said he'd give seed to the sower. You all said you would sow it. Open your envelope. Some of you have $10. Some of them there's $20 and some of them there's $100 in there. Let me see. I want to see the seed. Amen. Amen. Come on, let me see, hold it up right high. Your prayers have already been answered before you prayed. The Lord spoke to us to do this weeks ago before you ever prayed that prayer. And as fast as that happened right now, here's what I want you to know. It doesn't have to be a one-time event. If you have the heart to give, he'll bring it. The question is, will he trust you with it? So you can put it down, here's the ground rules, okay? You ready? By the way, there's strings attached. The first string is this, you can't spend it or sow it to yourself. I've been believing $10, pastor. I need, I need, no, 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 I'm giving you seed to sow, this ain't harvest time. You're gonna harvest off the seed that you're gonna sow, so you can't keep it, you have to sow it, and here's the thing, it expires in six days. I prayed over all the seed It'll go missing in six days, you're gonna lose it in six days. Just, where'd it go, I forgot, the, where'd that money go? So you gotta, you gotta use it to bless somebody else. Maybe there's somebody you've got in your mind right now that you wanna be a blessing to. Let's get creative, okay? Let's get creative with our seed. I was telling service a couple weeks ago, if you may have been here, we were at Cracker Barrel and a guy stood up at Cracker Barrel and was complaining about the horrible service and he's like, I ain't tipping you, waitress. And I was like, I'll tip her right now and let her know the goodness of God. Maybe you want to add it to your tip at a restaurant this week. Maybe when you're in Starbucks and, and the guy's ordering the triple latte with the three shots of the da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Extra hot, two cups, skim milk. He said, I want to pay for that right there. I want to pay for that. You watch, they're going to, you want to pay for what? They're going to scratch their head. What, 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 why do you want to do that? And you get to say, my pastor gave me some seed I just wanted you to know that God loves you and God cares about you. He's got a plan for your life. I don't know how you're going to do it. Maybe you want to tip, tip tip somebody. Maybe you want to bless somebody at the pump. Maybe you're pumping gas and you see the guy over there counting it out because he's only got $18 worth of money to put in his tank. He's like, here, add another 10 to it, brother. Get you a little further down the road. I don't I don't care what you want to do. Maybe it's a hairdresser. Maybe it's somebody you already have a relationship with. You go get your nails done, ladies. Tip the lady. Build a relationship. Build some rapport where... You're not just the taker. You're now the giver. Here's the other thing. I I would love to hear your story. I want to ask you to put it up on the screen. I want you to use social media this week. I'm not asking you to film you giving the money. Let me make this very clear. That'd be really weird. Hey, I want to give you this. What's your name? No, No, we're not doing that. But I want you to use the hashtag generosity speaks this week and and tell me the story, tell tell Facebook the story, tell Instagram the story of of the generosity and what it did for you, how to make you feel. I wanna see like a social experiment happen here. Maybe you're not on social media, email us and let us know. Hey, I took that seed, man, and I I blessed our babysitter, man, I I gave her an extra $10 tip and she was freaking out or whatever, maybe that $100, man, I I gave it to a guy on the street with a Chick-fil-A sandwich, it blew his mind. Here's here's the thing, I don't care what you do with it as long as you ask the Lord where he wants it to go. And here's what I know. This week we are unleashing the spirit of generosity in this house. You didn't have to do anything to get that money. And this is my prayer. My prayer behind all this is that this is kind of like a Kickstarter for what we're gonna do on December 3rd. December 3rd is Vision Sunday and on that Sunday we're going to bring our best gifts. If this is your house, I'm going to ask you to ask the Lord, what should I sow in that offering? And on Vision Sunday, I'm going to talk to you about the future. But here's the thing, between this week and the 3rd, I want you to see what this 10, 20, and 100 can do and I want you to ask the Lord, Lord, what do I do in that offering? What seed should I sow? Each of us determining in our own hearts, what is our best gift? And here's what we're going to do. We're going to catapult What God wants to do in this next season for our kids, for our young people, for our neighbors, and for every person that belongs in an empty seat in this house in 2024. We're going to sow a significant seed towards what God wants to do through International Family Church. Amen. 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 I'm asking you to bow your heads and close your eyes. Everything we do here at IFC, maybe you're new and you're like, man, this is weird. They're giving out tons of money. We never do this. This is a one-time thing. Next week will probably be the largest service we've ever had. I heard they're giving out money at that church. it's, it's, It's not about money. Hear me say it's not about money. This is about Jesus. Listen to me. Everything we do from having people in the foyer greeting you to people upstairs watching your kids to the music we sing to the message we preach, my prayer is that it always points back to Jesus and that you would understand this is who he is. This is how he rolls. This is his MO in humanity. He wants to be a blessing to us. He loves us. And he was the most generous of all because he laid down his life to pay for sins that you and I committed. So at the end of the day, I want you to meet him. Everything we do is so that you could come into a personal relationship with him not a relationship I'm telling you about, but a relationship that you can experience on your own. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus, I want to pray for you. As always, I'm not going to embarrass you. I, I won't call you out. I'm not going to make you go to a dark room, but I, I want to know who I'm praying for on the count of three. If you need Jesus in your life, just stick your hand up. One, two, three. I see you, buddy. I see you. Yes, yes, yes. I see you. Two, three, four. Man, yes. All across this room, I see you. Yes, 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 yes. So many hands. Yes, 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 yes. All the way in the back, I see you guys. Say, Pastor, pray for you. I see you. Yes, ma'am. I see you, buddy. Right here on the third row. I got you. I see you guys over here on the right. Yep, I got you. I see you. Yes, ma'am. Your hand's still going up. If you need Jesus, just raise your hand. I will pray for you. I want to embarrass you. I got you. I see you guys. I see you guys over here. So many hands going up today. Would you look at me? He loves you so much that he was generous with the best thing he could give, which was his son. Today, I'm gonna ask you to pray this prayer and invite him into your life. Allow him to lead you in this next season where you lay down your agenda and your plans and you watch when you submit your life to Jesus in a personal relationship, not in a religious organization. Everything's gonna turn around. Let's pray this prayer out of our hearts. Say, dear Heavenly Father, just say it right out of your spirit. Say, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for your Son. Thank you for being generous to me that he would lay down his life, shed his blood to pay for my sins. Today, I ask for forgiveness of anything that I've said or done Against you and your word and your plan for my life. Today, right now, in front of my friends, in front of my family, I declare Jesus Christ as the Lord of my life. Amen. Amen. I love you. God bless you. Make some noise for all those that prayed that.